T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. You're all tight. Well, me or Gresh? You. You're kind of both similar, just large and extra small. Ah, it's always a shot at my size. You notice that? It's always a <laughs> size. You just got called you. extra small. What are you bitching about? <laughs> I know. He means short. He's mocking me like a <laughs> midget from. Oh, I can't say that word. See? He's mocking oh, me like a, a small person. person. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are Wizard one, you boss. can say it. This is Gresh and Fourier. A huge win with Al. Marcus, Rob, and then Jalen Brown had to leave sometime in the second quarter. Griffin, a great start at 15 points, five threes tonight. And the Celtics, a solid win here tonight. Andy Gresh. And we go into situations like this with the utmost trust and comfortability because of our depth uh, and the character of our guys. And so uh, Peyton, Blake, um, you know, the whole crew, you can always count on them. Christian Fourier. After the Kyrie Irving trade last week, the conversations between Kevin Durant, Joe Sy, the owner in Brooklyn, Sean Marks, their GM, you know, they started to move toward the idea that if there was a deal that could be done in Phoenix, that Kevin Durant would, would certainly be open to it, and, and I think even eager for it. And Matt Ishbia, the new owner in Phoenix, who just was approved last week, he wanted to get Kevin Durant, and he's done it. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix son. Gresh and Fourier, right now. Hey, Greater Portland, Greater Portland, it's Fourier from Gresh and Fourier. F- you. Hey, Greater Portland and beyond. Talk to me. I already did that one. F- that one. I'm doing it over. I don't need it. Hey, New England Sports. Hey. On WEEI. Here we go, baby. It is 10.03 here with Gresh and Fourier. Heard all around New England and around the world <laughs> on the Odyssey <laughs> app as well. Portland oh. loves you, friend. Yeah. We're friends with everybody. You are. Well, I mean, I try to be. I'm apparently just a thief. No, you are. No, it's it is amazing that that uh that one little just you know indiscretion, you know, one little bad decision has just led you just go down this terrible road. Like it's like a it's like a, what when did it really change for Gresh? When did he really just you know go down the wrong road? It was probably the flowers. Probably with the flowers. Yeah, that was the flowers it. probably yeah, had everything to do with it. That had nothing to do with like, you know, we growing up a kid in Pennsylvania, moving. The demise yeah. of yeah, it all started. just being around radio for 25 yeah. years and thinking, well, like if somebody walked in, like I expect Jermaine Wiggins to come back in and grab his honey barbecue wise chips that he left in here after he said at the end of the <laughs> never show gonna he's going to take them. Never well, going to because you two guys end up going back to uh, uh, the meeting room. During the five minute crossover, no, no, this, this is it turns Wiggy into the tight is, end room. I will in here say this: with you two, Wiggy is a terrible influence on me. Terrible influence on me. Like I, you know, in the afternoon, 
you know, I never really saw Wiggy. You know, we would just, you know, chat and, you know, text back and forth about other things that we were, you know, into. But I never was around him as much as I am now. He's a terrible, terrible influence on me. I'm usually in and out, quick and out. And I end up, you know, listen, talking with him, talking about stupid stuff, just just wasting my time. So I'm going to have to find a way to, like, get Wiggy out of my life. I'm going to have to find a way Wait, to limit my Wiggy time. That's what I'm going to call it, my Wiggy time. I'm going to find a way to limit my Wiggy wow. time. I'm going to have to. Man. He's a bad influence on me. All I want to do is talk about what we talked about before our show started. That's all I want to talk about. Well, yeah. So he's a You're... distraction to me. He's like, the, if we were in the same class, we would constantly be yelled at, and, and I would have to go home and blame it on Wiggy. Your uh, terrible position coach, Pete Manjurian, or yeah. whomever it was. Yeah, that would, would be, be the guy. Yelling at uh, both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, listen, it's him. It's not me. And then he you, keeps talking to me while you're talking. And then you could at least go out and, you know, each year could go get five catches and do your job and make the I would love five catches. Good. That'd be great. I'd <laughs> be way above five, my average. Sorry, how about five targets? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll take three. Give me a bootleg. Give me a backside drag route and then maybe a touchdown here and there. I'm happy. Well, uh, speaking of threes, the, uh, the Celtics were hitting some early last night in what turned into a good win for the Celtics, but a loss at the same time. Let's unpack the game first. Celtics beat the 76ers 106-99 last night, and it was really about the bench. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the, the the final box score, you had six players in double figures, but no one scored more than 20 points. Jason Tatum did not have a great game shooting the ball, scoring the ball, he was substandard, and that's, you know, it might have been his worst game of the year, arguably, in the minds of a lot of Celtic fans, yet it was the bench. And got to give it up to the murder cornet last night. You're down Al Horford and Robert Williams the third, and Luke Cornett comes in to not only give you big minutes, he was effective at times offensively, Luke Cornett, in many ways, I think saved the Celtics' ass last night, considering you were matching up against an MVP candidate and your two best bigs were out. Well, if if you're going to tell me that, okay, you're going to be out, uh, Marcus Smart would not play, Rob Williams would not play, Al Horford would not play, Jalen Brown would leave the game in the first half and not return to the second half, and to your point, Jason Tatum would only score 12 points? And then you would still beat the Philadelphia 76ers when they're 100% healthy and they're talking about juice before this game, how important this game is. This game's going to have a little bit extra juice. You would think they would come out going, oh, oh, what an opportunity to put one on them, get a cheap little easy win, and then go, you know, somehow like, you know, go into with some, you know, positive vibes into the All-Star game. It's amazing. Not only was it all about the bench, but your bench beat their starters and then the new bench beat their bench. Yeah. It was like it was like a trifecta it, it of really like was. accomplishments in that it's just in so many different ways they just beat up on a team that really should have won with ease. Well, and you got guys early on like Blake Griffin who are working their way into the game and it's like, "Oh, I got to start this guy tonight." And I don't hate the strategy from Doc Rivers. I don't. I mean, Milwaukee did it in game seven of the Eastern semifinals where it was, all right, we're going to dare Grant Williams to make shots. And you know what? The guy made shots. Early on last night, same thing for Blake Griffin. They dared him to make shots, and they made shots. And Doc Rivers, after the game, was basically like, 
yep, our strategy was our strategy. I could have made some of those threes. Well, maybe not me. Uh, I was a poor shooter. But someone in this room could have made those threes. You know, I mean, they were, they were pretty much wide open. Um, we gave a lot of dare shots tonight all the way through the game. Uh, a lot of shots where we just dare guys to shoot them. Uh, and they shot them. And they made them. Uh, give them credit. You still got to make them. And they did. So I thought that was – I love that line, dare shot. So, and I will – I wish I could get credit for the almost like, you know – predicting this because like the pregame show with like uh on NBC uh, NBC Sports like had Gary Washburn on it who will actually join us at 1:30 today. That's right. Um and in the background was Blake Griffin. And just he was just shooting threes. He would he was going around the key, start at the top, he'd go to the left corner, then he'd go all, to to the to the corner, then he'd go all the way to the baseline and he was making like every single one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and now I'm like sitting there going, wow, he must have felt like he really had it that night because he obviously made a huge difference. He was five of eight from three, 15 points. He even had a heat check in the second half where he's sitting there going, well, you know what? The last, the last time he had a heat check, and this is his words, not mine, was last year in the playoffs. And Derek White was the one that goes, he has against us. I thought that was great. So, I mean, what a feel good win, right? You're, uh, you're not supposed to win. Like even before the game, there was like, okay, Joel Embiid is a game time decision, which is which is really nothing new because they've been doing this all year with him. Yep. So sure enough, he plays, Harden plays, everybody plays. Doc is there, but they just looked lazy. They look stupid. Cornette gets the gets the slam dunk with point zero five seconds left on the clock. At that point in time, I was just laughing because Doc Doc Rivers and they just didn't have it. They had no energy. They had no pulse. They played stupid. They played lazy. And and they had the, the Celtics bench bench players beat them. They relied on Embiid to really rule the day with Al and Time Lord out. And while he played well, he didn't dominate the game to the extent that Philly would have had a chance to be able to win it. But the bench was great, and it was more than just Luke Cornett. Malcolm Brogdon was yeah. awesome. Hey, Peyton Pritchard didn't get a ton of minutes. But in the final minute and a half of the game, based on switches, there were times where he was out there trying to defend Joel Embiid, and it was more of him just being a pest. He, and, he and actually they, did defend he him. He did. He did a great job. And then the Celtics get in transition. They get it to the other end. They extend the lead. And then the thing is pretty much over. But Malcolm Brogdon talked about not only his play, but how the bench came through last night. You know, Luke is a guy that gets spot minutes, but he's always ready when his when his name is called. Blake goes games without playing, and then he'll he'll start and play a whole game and and plays well. Man, it just speaks to our team, the professionalism, um, and the maturity of this team. Very much so, and that guy is the leader of it. Let's just be real. Malcolm Brogdon is the leader of the bench crew, bench mob, whatever stupid name you yeah. want to put on it, and because he is the best player on that bench right now who has had the best attitude of fitting into this. And I know we're going to get into all the super teams and Kevin Durant and all that stuff. It's guys like Malcolm Brogdon that help you win championships more than petulant, whiny baby superstars that change their mind every five minutes because somebody said no to them. We'll I mean, you would, you would sit there, and uh, and you're right. Brogdon had the, an unbelievable attitude, but I think that was all part of his – you know, involvement in his in his signing with the team. Stevens vetted him very well before yeah, trading. For yeah, him. I said, listen, this is, and I think he was honest. Listen, you're not going to start. We don't need you to start. 
What we need is depth. What we need is a, a solid, consistent threat off the bench with the right mindset of a starter. I will even say this. So he has a – I heard a Blake Griffin after the game, and he was he was really, really kind of preaching when it came to just accepting his role, being self-aware, understanding what they need from me, you know, being, uh, you know, excited when somebody else does well, like, and then them being excited for me. Like, the whole mentality on that team is is really – they're really connected – they're really, you know, just, you know, all saying and doing the right things. Think of where that guy was last year. Blake Griffin was in the middle of that morass yeah. of negativity down there when they get rid of Harden and then all the Kyrie junk. And then you got Durant, who's typically petulant as well. This guy must come here and be like, oh, my God. Like, this is how the other half well, they, lives. They, you're right, because everything I hear about Blake Griffin is just like how happy he is that he's part of this team he's loving it yeah well, well think about it. i believe that older players who are like you know as old as him and as accomplished as him but haven't won anything when they come to like a real structured organization where, where everybody acts like a pro yep they relish in it they cherish it they sit there and go where the hell has this been my entire career like everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction everybody understands what they're supposed to do and then nobody holds the grudge feel like that is also like the grudge holding it, oh it's my team it's your team it's i should have the last shot like you should do the you can pick the music i it, no what's the goal individual yes. or team yeah so i but i think these circumstances are unique and rare i will also say that and we're gonna unpack that a little bit because some of the trades that have gone down in the nba are ones that are really impacting teams in the Western Conference. But I do think there is a bigger overall discussion of the building a super team versus a team that can be super. Now, we will get to all of that coming up because we want to remind you that today is the NBA trade deadline, 3 o'clock. And if you hear this, can you believe it? <laughs> Thank you, John Anderson, for leaving this behind. It's the, the last act of Anderson before he walked out of here. But no, that was the trade sounder that's been used forever. So we got until 2 o'clock today. Jones and Mego with Arcand uh, will have an hour of trade deadline kind of watching until 3 p.m. Eastern. But if in the middle of hour whatnot, you hear that trade sounder, you know that something went down. And we're all over it today here on Gresham Foyer. Now, the bad news coming out of last night is that Jalen Brown, according to Shams Charania, has a facial fracture and will miss some time. Uh, we will hear from Joe Missoula coming up. One of the first things he did was try to get in contact with Jalen Brown and what timing as with the trade deadline is upon us. How do the Celtics handle this? We'll get into all that with you at 617-779-7937. We will do some hockey. I know some folks in the Twitch chat. Good morning to the Twitchers. They were wondering we we're going to get some hockey in today. Andrew Raycroft will join us at 11 o'clock. We got a really good lunchtime parlay for you. As Foyer mentioned, Gary Washburn with us at 1.30. Roger Goodell and Marie Smith are both putting out whatnot at the Super Bowl. We'll get to that after 12 o'clock as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Joe, do you have any sense of uh, how serious Jalen is after catching that elbow from Jason late in the first half? I don't. Um, I haven't got an update yet. I called him. He didn't answer, but uh, I'll get that you know, ASAP. Uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, you said he called Jalen, right? Did he have to like go off-site to get uh, medical care? or like what, what was that? I'm not sure. I just, as soon as I got to my office, I just called him. I didn't see him where he was. Joe Mazzula right after the game on contacting Jalen Brown, who it was a weird collision uh, late second quarter between Brown and Tatum, and it's led to a pretty big injury that we begin to unpack with you at 617-779-7937. Uh, Twitch chat is very active today. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. Um, a couple of people that were apparently making fun of me earlier ran out of the Twitch chat. I don't know general whateverness <laughs> i guess you just put it insert okay. whatever there uh and of course the uh text at uh, 37937 the 413 i've been hired as the vp of 1800 flowers it'd be brilliant i'm telling you if it someone really if, if if i was in the sales department right now i would be grabbing this the last two days of all the flower gate the flower how am i not the, the flower, flower bandit like you yep. should be the flower guy Ooh, the, the flower, flower bandit, bandit. There that's we go. it you roll in with your mask on the little, raccoon no. eyes yeah it's only the little black one that goes across Jeez, right like, i don't know who it is yeah right. he's only got his eyes covered yeah he's who only could it be he's only six foot five and 300 pounds walking out Jeez, i just flowers. don't know who it is yeah exactly is that crash? No, it's the flower bandit. People can't figure it out, for God's sakes. Oh, well, my gosh. I don't know if Jalen Brown's going to need some uh, flowers, but uh, with Jalen Brown hurt and a busted-up face, slow singing and flower bringing. Now, I know the trade deadline is 3 o'clock today. We know the All-Star game is right around the corner. We hear that Brad Stevens is very motivated to use the 5.8 plus million trade player exception that was left over from Dennis Schroeder. You throw a couple of picks in there or maybe a low-level player, and you can go out and make a move. So, Foyer, we had talked about the Celtics need a big. 
Do they now need a big See, there and we go. a wing because of what happened to Jalen Brown? Okay, so are you sure uh, your boy, the, the what would you call him, the murder cornet? Is that his name? I is steal that his it new from name? Rich Keith. Okay, that's he his calls new name. Him the, he calls him the murder cornet, okay. which is, but but that guy played great he last night. He did play night. great. I, that's one of those things where I don't necessarily believe that's what you're going to get on a regular basis. But fine, if, if, he, if he proved to you that you can trust him because again he's still the third guy in. He's the third guy. Well, that's the thing is it it's when you, not like you're really going to need him a lot when you get to playoff minutes. You would not think you would need Luke Cornett very often because again it's spaced out, no back to backs, easier for Al to be upright. You would hope the Time Lord would be able to manage it as well. So maybe it is more just protecting yourself from a possible Time Lord knee flare-up by going and getting another big. See, this is why I think a lot of people today will be victims of the moment. They will look at last night's game, and they will look at uh, how uh, how shorthanded they were, the Celtics were, how they were, um, uh, you know, uh, had to play small, mm-hmm. and they beat a bigger, dominant team that really had the advantage over them. And then the bench was, was, the, was the difference maker. You had all your starters out. And then you lost one of your other starters, and then the the main guy, the guy that gets MVP champs chance, only had twelve points, so he really didn't help you at all. He couldn't hit any shots, so your bench saved you. So if you're looking at that game, you're probably sitting there going, well, "Why do you need a big? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you, two of your best players didn't play. Luke Cornett was fine. Grant Williams, uh, Peyton Pritchard, like Grant Williams is getting so much, I guess, uh, you know, accolades and uh, you know attention, pra- praise." For like how well he fought Joel Embiid, a bigger, stronger player who is averaging thirty plus points a game. You guys, you get he fourteen points in the first quarter, but then you know that was it. What ended with twenty six points? The point is, if 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 you are allow yourself to be caught up in that, like okay, uh, Cornet's fine, he can protect us. If things go haywire, we'll be good. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I still think you need to protect against it. I wouldn't go crazy because the one guy, the one name that kept coming up was that portal kid. And he ended up going back. He went back to Portland. Well, he went to Portland. So I just don't know if there's anybody that's really kind of making you going. This isn't, this is the guy I have to have. Well, it feels like some of the big ticket items in the NBA have been sort of shopped around, right? Because we got Russell Westbrook, who is now out of LA, right? So, Westbrook is going to go to, so if I got this right, Westbrook goes to Utah where he is likely to be bought out. And then you got Mike Conley going to Minnesota. And then Minnesota sent some players to to L.A. So in terms of dudes that could be hitting the market, you don't want Russell Westbrook to begin with. And who knows what Danny Ainge is going to do with that guy. Maybe he rides it out. Maybe he gets bought out. Uh, you look at some of the other moves that have been, Durant going from Brooklyn uh, to Phoenix. Now, what Brooklyn has done is not bad. They do not have a terrible roster, and can Jacques Vaughn kind of pull them together just to be able to make the playoffs and see what happens? But uh, in Phoenix, they're reacting to some of the trades that have already gone down. And if you're Phoenix, you're trying to build the super team by just doing the well I got my three superstars and here we go and the coach is irrelevant and let's just go try to win that way I don't think that's happening here with Danny Ainge look 
Jalen Brown was unlikely to be traded anyway. I think the Grant Williams stuff. You're talking oh, about Stevens. What did I say? Ainge again? Damn it. And I said Portal went to Portland. He actually went to Toronto. So no, I got it. But, self-correct. But the, you know, uh, whomever is running the deal, it is Brad Stevens. You know, Stevens to me is not going to overreact and be like, well, now I got to get a wing and I got to get a big. I think the plan is still the same. He has a trade exception. He's got picks. And he could probably take one or two people off the bench if need be to be able to strengthen it. I think the one thing we don't know today, and Gary Washburn might be able to tell us at 1.30, where or how does Danilo Gallinari fit into the plan? Like, what is Brad Stevens thinking in terms of Gallinari? I can get this guy beginning of April. I'm not going to get him at all. There were some rumblings, Foyer, that maybe he just gets thrown in to balance out a deal, Mm -hmm. then gets bought out by somebody and comes back. A lot of possibilities here, but I don't think Brad Stevens is losing his mind today. No, I don't. I don't think he needs to, though. That's the thing. Th- that is the thing. Where do you think? Uh, and again, I don't think Brad Stevens is going to be the victim of the moment. I don't think he's going to be influenced by what happened last night and how well everybody played. There's probably like I don't think he's going to sit there and make this this desperation move. He doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. He can take the you know trade exemption, all that stuff that he has, and he can add one piece here, one piece there. I personally believe that this is the team that you're going into the playoffs with. Like, this is it. Like, you know, everybody's kind of connected like we talked about. I don't think mm. there's any holes. Like, I don't they'll think there's somebody today. They'll, well, they'll, I mean, fine. I mean, add, but but, but it, it's not going to be like a Malcolm Brogdon. Gonna, like, yeah, it's no. No, it's a role player possibly in break glass in case of emergency. But isn't that the way it should be happening? Think about this. The Brooklyn Nets tried like hell to just – Get a bunch of superstars, put them together, and there's this thought that, well, and and I think it's from these players in the NBA as well. Well, as long as I got two other superstars with me, I'm going to be okay. We were talking about it in the uh, the off-air show. When you think of what the Celtics did, yeah, they had Rondo, but they had Pierce, Allen, and Garnett, and each one of those guys bought into, we've got to sacrifice for the other. And there's none of that with these super teams now. You know, LeBron putting together whatever they did in Miami might have been the last group who thought the way Garnett, Pierce, Allen, and Rondo did in terms of let's do this for the greater good and that it's about the championship and not about us individually. Whereas you take all these individual guys and you throw them together and it's never going to work. That's where Brad Stevens has it right. Fans are getting suckered into the sexiness of, ooh, got to have all the superstars. When in reality, look at Milwaukee. Giannis blew up into a big star. They got the right pieces to go around him, but they didn't go nuts and go superstar shopping. You got to build a team. It doesn't matter the sport. You got to build a team, and Brad's done that. The the creator uh, and really the only successful um, person and this whole player empowerment movement has only been one guy. Only one guy who may go down as the greatest basketball player ever to play the game, and that's LeBron James. LeBron James. When, when, when it's said and done, who LeBron the hell knows? James. Think about it. Like, so, so, and he's different, obviously. So he goes from Cleveland, he goes to Miami, it works. He goes from Miami, goes back to Cleveland, it works. Mm-hmm. He goes from Cleveland, he goes to LA, it works. At least he wins championships. He's the only guy that can do it. None of these other guys, and I think it has something to do. I feel like they think, you look at Kevin Durant, couldn't do it in Oklahoma City, 
wasn't the was a piece at at uh, for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fit in there. He didn't create the culture. He became part of their already established culture. And, and what did they do? A la Garnett and and Allen and Pierce, they allowed him in, and then. Durant kind of subjugated the ego a little bit to fit in as well. So then he tries to do it on his own. He's not. He's not nope, LeBron. He's not, not that him. guy. And then Kyrie tries to do it. And then Harden. This is a reason these guys aren't these culture builder standard guys, right? They are selfish. They are egotistical. They are are borderline delusional with what they are capable of doing mm-hmm. because they're so talented. They just think their talent is so good. I'm going to will myself. To, no, look at Kyrie's no. presser. It's like amazing. They're not Kyrie again. Another guy <laughs> who just thinks they can just do it because of of how good they are playing basketball. LeBron has shown you if people whether people want to like it or not that he can do it. He's the only one. Brady, think about the Brady did it. He's the only ones that can do it. This is, it's not, it's the exception to the rule. It's not the rule. Most teams are built like that. uh, Drafted, developed, add, right? Like Brooklyn may be in great shape with all those draft picks and all the young players that they have. Do we really think Phoenix by adding like Durant, like is like with Chris Paul being as old as he is, Booker being hurt all the time. Like what what do you think you're going to get? Like what do you think you're going to get? It's like the desperation moves at this point in time, hanging your hat on um, Kevin Durant, like being able to create the right atmosphere and, and culture in a locker room, I think is ridiculous. Well, let me tell you, I think Phoenix also falls into another theory that I've developed over 25 years of doing this mind-numbing schlock, and that is new owners are going to new owner. You got a new owner in Phoenix, so what do they do? Ooh, Shiny red ball. I'm either going to get the big ticket. We got to do something big. Yep. Oh, shiny red ball. I'm either going to get the big ticket item or look at David Tepper in the NFL. Oh, let me go get Matt Rule. Oh, that's the guy people have wanted. I'm going to make him my guy. And in two and a half years, you realize, okay, maybe I should have hired somebody that. But even Joe, even even Joe Sy, even like even like the Nets, you just hey, listen, they did it. I got a lot of money. I can just buy a championship. They'll all like each other. They'll all mesh correctly. They'll all this. I'll bring in a former an MVP and a Hall of Famer as a coach, and it all listen. This is look at all these. Great, talented, nope. you know, thinking. They all think alike. Hey, uh, uh, what was it? Monty Williams, the coach in Phoenix, and DeAndre Ayton at the beginning of the year, they weren't talking to each other. And I don't even know if they are he speaking was, to each other. And he was the coach other. of the year. Yeah. The whole, yeah. like, oh, right. everybody loved him Phoenix. and is in defeat. He goes into what? When the Phoenix lost Number to one seed no, last Remember when year. Philly, when, no, when, when Milwaukee beat Phoenix for the NBA title, right? Didn't Monty Williams, like, didn't he go in their locker room and like stop the celebration, and like he got commended for being like a, I don't know, a good loser. I don't remember what it was. It was I, real odd. I remember going, "What are you doing in their celebratory locker room after they just beat you? Nobody wants to see you." Monty Williams is one of those guys that is respected. There was the tragedy with I think it was his wife uh, passing away, and you know there was a lot there in terms of Monty Williams that a lot of people like, and yet. You're adding Kevin Durant to a team where at least one of your main players doesn't really like the head coach. It's just amazing to me. But I'm expecting today that before 3 o'clock, and I don't know if it's going to happen during our show or not to where we can hit the sounder, but during the first hour of Jones and Mego, I think we're getting some news from Brad Stevens today. He's doing something. Now, on what level? Is it a big? Is it a wing? 
not so let me ask you sure, a question. Is, but he's is, using that TPE So today. we are playing. What are we calling this? The horn? What are we calling no, it? The it sounder? The, uh, it, what are we calling it? It's the uh, NBA Breaking news. Sounder. Okay, yeah. so are there different levels? Like, oh, okay, we have a louder, more impressive, like, you know, alert as a, when there's a big deal as opposed to, like, maybe something small that would be a little more of a whimper. Maybe to, or does it, we're just going to oversell it no matter what. Maybe that's, because I think you're probably, the, the correct sound is probably going to be more like that. Based on the fact that they just don't need to, they don't need to. They'll make. I do believe they'll make a move because I feel like they 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 have the ability to do it, and why waste it? Uh, but it just won't be anything where it's like, wow. Can I tell you why I think that's flawed? Good. Because if we're sitting here tomorrow and there, and Philadelphia made a move, and Milwaukee made a move, as insignificant as it may be, then you're sitting here saying, well, our team better be so damn good that regardless of what moves other teams make around me, we're still going to be able to beat everybody. That's why Brad Stevens, to me, can't fall asleep. I think it's part of the reason why he was in on Durant again. Let me be in on this just to be sure that if this guy is going to go somewhere in the Eastern Conference again, that he doesn't end up somewhere that is ultimately going to pork me. Because I do think that general managers, they've got to have the pulse of whatever league they're managing in. They've got to have that idea. And I just don't, like Brad Stevens can't just sit back and say, yeah, my team is set. So, I mean, I just want just back to the Durant thing for a second because that was something that we were debating and going back and forth with. Just to give you an idea of, because this is a deal that the Celtics never would have done. Here's what uh, here's what Phoenix sent uh, to Brooklyn: Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, um, Jay Crowder, four first round picks and additional draft compensation is what they sent. I mean, Brooklyn's going to end up having like nine first round picks over like the next I don't know how many drafts. Like I mean, and they saved so much money. And this uh, this tax liability, uh, mm-hmm. you know, salary uh, tax that they were going to have to pay. I mean, can you even imagine? Like that was the going rate for Kevin Durant. So a guy of his just you know talent, four first round picks and like multiple plays. Mikael Bridges hasn't missed a game all year. Bridges is not a bad. Player. He hasn't missed a game. He gives yeah. you games and quarters and minutes. He doesn't miss. So I just think it's amazing. That they listen, you know, Chris Paul. Hopefully, he makes it through the season. You know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. But you never would have been able to afford that. Oh, so I totally a agree. whole one for one swap. Oh, Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant never would have made it. No, they no, would have expected more for him. Now it would have been maybe the best player they could have gotten. But uh, so the NBA is a change in the trade deadline. Hits at three o'clock. So by three o'clock today, we should have an idea. Minus the buyout market. Now, that's the other thing to keep an eye on, too, is how many guys get traded today who are going to get bought out that the Celtics might have some interest in. And this is where Danilo Gallinari comes into play because that the, the Celtics got a $3.2 million injury exemption that would allow them, if I've read this correctly, and Terp, you write for WEEI.com on the Celtics. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that $3.2 million really gives the Celtics some leverage in the buyout market because it gives them a little extra cushion to where if they can throw a guy an extra, you know, a couple hundred grand, as silly as it may be, it's only to the end of the season, so it gives Brad Stevens an advantage. Plain and simple. So there are lots of ways for Stevens to hopefully improve this roster. Uh, We know that the Super Bowl has been going on. 
Everybody is out there. Well, I don't want to say everybody's in Arizona. It's been a little tepid in terms of the um, Super Bowl buzz going into Sunday. However, Gronk is talking about a Brady collaboration and a one-day contract here in New England. Foyer and I will get to that next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Now, more Crash and Foyer on WEEI. Yeah. And you say, Shy City. Shy City. Shy City. I'm coming home again. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Get us on Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. Uh, you can also get uh, Christian on Twitter, at Christian Fourier. Get me at The Real Gresh, G-R-E-S-H, where I tweeted out the uh, the flowers on the uh, island in, uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> Put that out there. Mega liked it, though. So, she you did, know, huh? For everybody that's, th- that's thinking that... Uh, that uh, Mego's going to hate me forever. She sat in here yesterday. We talked about it. Yeah, all you that guys stuff. talked it out. I brought a present for her from the show. Oh, you did? Yeah, I feel like, oh, I feel like we need you. to. I feel like, we, well, it's from all of us. I feel like we need to make peace. So, you know, maybe like, you know, make sure everybody gets along. You know, we're all in the same, you know, all pulling the rope in the same direction. Who are you? Are you Christian Fourier? Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen. Listen to you. <laughs> uh, we'll I, just, by, uh, I just got beat by a... Uh, I just had a push-up comp- uh, competition with Greg Hill, and uh, he won. So oh, my self-esteem is probably at the lowest it's ever been in my life. That Greg Hill can do more push-ups than me. It's pretty pathetic. Well, do you, hey, it's Greg. Do you think Gronk can uh, rip out uh, as many push-ups as he needs to at 33 years old? Yeah. And Gronk was making the rounds at uh, the Super Bowl. Here are a uh, couple of things. Gronk, who retired in June. By the way, Jeff Howell and the Athletic all over this. Love Jeff. Um, Gronk, who retired in June 2022, said, quote, No, no, I'm done, man. Tom is not reopening that door. I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. But Gronk made it sound like he was done, done, done. Are you buying that number one? Oh, absolutely. No. Absolutely, he's done. Man, he's only 33. 33. He'll he's be, so young. He'll be in the Hall of Fame before 40. Wow. He's so young. wonder if he'll be on a 40 before 40 list. <laughs> Those stupid things. The funny thing is with him, no, I think he's done. And um, I think what he has done is he is, um, I think there's a little bit of, um, I don't even know what I would call it, like little, like uh, you're just still kind of anchored to the, the NFL lifestyle, the mentality, the schedule. Uh, football. Yeah, you just, (laughs) you know, and uh, what it brings to you, the opportunities. And then it takes some guys like, hey, listen, I'll never make that type of money again in my life. Most guys never make the amount of money they make in a year where they do playing football, right? It's like a massive, like, pay cut. This guy is probably making more, right? Wouldn't you think with all his endorsements, with all his appearances, with all, like, everything he's doing, he's probably making more as a base. They're they're not holding any bake sales. For no, Brock. no. Be fine. No, he is <laughs> done. He has... The only thing that's missing is him being in a couple of movies. Really? Well, he did talk about potentially collaborating with Tom Brady in the broadcast booth. How would that look? What, what, what would he... How would that be? I'll tell you, you know what, what, what would he? What would, you know he, what be? would he be? Would he be a guy on the, like, the little, like, uh, mm-hmm. on the sideline or on that little scooter thing? Nope. Because I'm going to I'm gonna tell you 
the the exact example, and you're going to go, ah. Oh, I, hold lying. on. Hold on. Wait. Let me see if I can read your mind already. <laughs> I, I know where you, you probably are. It's oh my not God. hard. Um, hold on. Because he would be, this guy's died. He's dead. He's dead. We've crossed he played, him off. He, has played for, he played for the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Don't tell Won him, a Super Herb. Bowl. Okay. Saragusa. Yes. What's up? Brady. Yes. Brady. We're like, we're like best friends. Brady would be, <laughs> except you don't steal flowers. Uh, but Brady would be the Moose Johnson yeah. of that group. And you put Gronk down on the sideline and you allow him to roam around. I'm in. You don't give yep. him, you don't give him that stupid thing that no. they tried to put Bernie no. McFarlane on. You let him kind of roam around yeah. in his like Skechers comfortable shoes that is like part of the deal. Bingo. And he just kind of because Saragusa used to like, literally like hang out in like the end zone, each end zone, north, north and south. He would just lean on the big giant pad of the goalpost. And then he'd just tell you what he saw. And, and he it, would be great at it. He was great. Yeah, he was. It was. It's funny. I'm amazed that nobody has tried to recreate that type of vibe. Like, he's a personality, so he's special, so it's hard to. When we do UConn games this year, yes. we'll be. <laughs> I'll be your We should totally. I don't know. I think I always liked him doing that because he wasn't this. Hardo, like, well, today I, you know, I spoke to the trainer and the yeah. trainer, no, he's like, man, this guy is so late. He's doing this. And boy, I heard, I heard so-and-so get yelled at. Hey, watch this next series and see how he responds. They put, um, uh, they, if they put Gronk there, you just let him be. I'm, I'm let in. him it's react. Too, you know what? It's too easy, Gresh. And it, well, that's the problem. The other thing too is you and he's, need a, he's a Fox guy. Yeah. <laughs> You need a what you also need though is a play by play guy that is very willing to impart it out of the way, but also not let it get out of control. Because I, I think he True. would be fantastic. And you True. and I probably could pull that off. Absolutely. Here's the thing. They need to do it. That that is something that he'll do because maybe that's why F Brady is waiting a year. Well, yeah, th I thought that what'd you think about that? So he was on Colin Coward's show and he basically admitted that he is gonna not gonna be calling games until twenty twenty four. It makes total Why? sense. Why? Because he's a perfectionist and he would never walk into that world completely blind, which is what he would be doing, even if he just did a couple of preseason games. Oh no. This is a guy who is Again, you played with Brady. You know he's a nut when it comes to this kind of preparation stuff. Okay. He's going to talk to former broadcasters. You know what he's got to do? he got six months. All he's got to do is watch Tony Romo games and realize, okay, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, Brady's going to overanalyze it and probably do an amazing job in 2024. See, I... I didn't have an issue with this, but I thought this was weird. Uh, two things. Uh, two of my conspiracy theories. One... Uh, is that uh, Greg Olson is doing such a great job. I don't think he wants to follow Greg Olson after he has is notably has been uh, is considered one of the best to do it now, better than Tony Romo, and then they have the Super Bowl. So we're going to go straight from Greg, uh, Greg Olson, former tight end, by the way, to actually Tom Brady, who is new, raw, doesn't quite get it yet, intelligent, can see the game better than anybody, but eh, can't really express it. The other thing is like I think it doesn't make any sense based on that is that you're never going to be at your brightest and most intelligent and observant than right after you leave the game. Tony Romo left the game, he still knew all the players, he still knew all the coordinators, he still knew all their tendencies without being in. He could I mean he and ba Brady is never going to know more about all these teams than his first year doing the job. 
His access is going to be limited. This year, he's got all the coaches telling him, breaking down the film, giving him all their tendencies. He knows all the players. I would think that I would want to jump into it right away. The rules, which we all know can trip anybody up. Sure. I don't know. That thought that was... In the end, it's probably like, I think it's less about being a perfectionist. I think it's more about, listen, I spent 23 years playing football. I've never had an offseason. I just got a divorce. I want to be around for my kids. It also could be Fox might be like, let's slow this down a year. Because of what you mentioned, we have the Super Bowl, Olsen, all that kind of stuff. Hockey, the Bruins are back at it on Saturday night. We'll talk pucks with Andrew Raycroft next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 